Hey, I'm Claire. And I'm Janice. And this is The X-Files, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. We are breakup coaches here to help you beat your breakup, heal your broken heart, and move on to an amazing, abundant life. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, it's just me doing another solo episode. This time, as you've probably noticed from the title of the podcast, is all about changing unhealthy relationship patterns. But before I get into that, just a reminder, we have a super, super supportive Facebook group that you should definitely come be a part of. Our members of that group are so amazing, so supportive, and just like collaborative, and just like willing to listen. Um, It's very active in there. So there's a whole bunch of people who are going through what you're going through, and just the community aspect in there is just incredible. And yeah, Janice and I are very, very proud of our Facebook group. So join our Facebook group. And if you love this episode and you've been listening to other episodes that you super love as well, please take the time and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It actually makes a huge difference in making sure that we come up in the search results when someone is looking for a breakup podcast. So we came up for you either in the search results or you found us some other way, but make sure you pay it forward and it makes a big difference for us. It also, we would love to thank you for that. So if when you leave a review, just take a screenshot before you hit submit because there's a little bit of a lag um, between when you submit it and when it actually goes up on the website. Go ahead, send us a screenshot and your address and we'll send you a thank you letter with a little sticker in it. They are so cute. They're very minimalist and no one will know that it's like a breakup sticker or anything like that. It's just a cool thing way that we thought of to say thank you. So, and we're right now we're doing that worldwide. So we just sent off a few um, to outside of the US, which is like really exciting. So um, if you would like a sticker and we're also to just pay it forward to anyone who's also going through a struggle like this, please do leave us a review. So with that, um, my asks out of the way, Let's talk about unhealthy relationship patterns and how to change them. So I knew that I had unhealthy relationship patterns when my first impulse after getting dumped, uh, dumpster fire, everyone, you, you've heard of him. Um, my first instinct after that was to immediately find a new relationship. Um, I just remember being like in bed crying and like kind of looking back at my relationship past, but not in like a good way that I would now. (laughs) Um, I had never hurt that much before and I had also never spent so much time alone. Um, And this was, you know, this was weeks after the breakup had happened and I just was still, I was like not bouncing back. I was kind of frustrated with myself and I looked back at my relationship history and was like, 
I'm always just happier in a relationship. Like I just need to get back in a, a relationship. So I need to find someone. <laughs> there had been um, a, like a history of a short, uh, like two relationships in a row where there was a short break in between. And that just, you know, it was because the stars aligned and I wasn't even like at the time looking or doing it intentionally. But this was a moment where I looked at that pattern and I was like, I'm going to be intentional about this and this is what's going to make me feel better. (laughs) And uh, hint, hint, it will not. It will not. So, (laughs) but I thought, you know, they had to be correlated. So I needed to find someone. So, you know, it didn't turn out that way. But when I was crying in bed, smearing snot on my sheets, numbing the pain with the rush of a new partner seemed like a pretty good idea. (laughs) So rushing into new relationships like that was an unhealthy pattern for me. Because at that point, I decided I was going to do it with intention. Um, It it happened by chance. And from there, I decided to be purposeful with it. Um, But there comes a point when what is meant to protect starts to cause harm. So for me, I found myself, you know, actually mourning the end of several relationships, um, necessary mourning that I had delayed um, by focusing on that band-aid of someone new. Um, But like that wound would still fester. It just never got the attention it needed. And yeah, and after that experience of seeing like how badly that goes, um, how badly that unhealthy pattern of intentionally trying to, um, not even trying to heal, but trying to cover up the pain, I guess, um, seeing how that affected me, um, really inspired me to go into this work and I got really good at helping people heal their hearts because I had to do a ton of healing on myself. So today I will share what works when you decide that it's time to change your own unhealthy patterns. So in this post, I'll refer to patterns that no longer serve you as quote, unhealthy patterns. However, I propose that you think of these patterns in a more positive light. You know, unhealthy patterns are not inherently bad. They're just maladaptive. Like they were initially intended to protect you and they started as survival mechanisms. But along the way, what started as a way to avoid or get us out of pain stopped serving our best interest. And as we get older, we start to gain more awareness. We start to become wise and wizened in our age. And we start wanting to go further than where these unhealthy patterns have gotten this. What got you here will not get you to where you want to go. You do have to evolve and you do have to kind of start to fix these things because they can only take you so far. And we start to see that there's a better way to be, a happier, more free way to be. Like I said, the patterns that got you here will no longer serve them. That doesn't make them bad. Thank them. They've been working really hard at protecting you. Thank them and then relieve them of their duties. 
It's their time to rest. It's time for the new guard. It's time for some new patterns. And yeah, I I want that for you. And the fact that you're listening to this podcast tells me that you are ready. So there are four steps to successfully changing unhealthy relationship patterns. And just as a as an aside, as you do this work, I highly recommend daily journaling. Journaling daily allows your thoughts and feelings to leave your body. Writing it out also slows your brain down, so you're able to see where there are alternative ways of thinking. I like to think of it as like driving down the freeway. When you're just in your brain, that's like the equivalent of going like 105 miles per hour. You know, it's really hard to see an an exit coming up and, you know, where that, that freeway changeover happens. Like you're just focusing on going, surviving, making sure you don't crash. Whereas writing through journaling, you, you're your pen can't go that fast. And so it kind of sticks you in that happy 65 miles an hour zone where you start to see, oh, there's an exit coming up. Do I want to take it? Yes, I do. And you can make that choice and safely change paths and go a different way. So journaling is great in that. And I know I'm like this too. A lot of times I'll be like, I don't know what to say. Like, there's nothing really happening right now. Go and write in your journal. I don't know what I'm writing. I don't know how. I don't have anything to talk about. And just do that for five minutes a day. And I guarantee something will come up. (laughs) I promise you. It's just giving yourself the opportunity to do that instead of just assuming, oh, like, I don't think I have anything to talk about today. So just, just do it. And yeah. So four tips for changing unhealthy relationship patterns. Number one, become open to new ways of thinking. So you will always have free will. You can choose to change or you can choose to stay the same. It's always your choice. If you want new results, you must choose to be open to new ways of thinking. The choice is the first part. Then you can reprogram your brain. See, our brain filters the information around us using the reticular activating system or the RAS. So the RAS only lets in information that confirms pre-existing beliefs. Experts call this effect confirmation bias. Um, It can also be, you know, the feedback loop. Um, it, It can be explained in a multitude of ways, but... If you believe that you're unable to beat your unhealthy patterns and that there is actually no other options for you, you will only see proof that you cannot beat your unhealthy patterns and that no other options exist. We've talked about this effect with other beliefs like, quote, there are no good men on dating apps or, quote, women have so much choice on the apps that they hardly ever swipe on me. Um, The apps just don't work on me. I mean, those are just kind of that was on a, like an app rampage, but you get the point. Those are pretty common. I'm sure you've heard these before if you haven't thought them yourself. 
And the reason that this happens, because you're like, what the heck, brain? Like, I don't want to be stuck in a loop, basically. But the reason that this happens um, is explained... I I pulled this quote from a 2020 NPR article, Understanding Unconscious Bias. And the quote goes, the human brain can process 11 million bits of information every second, but our conscious minds can only handle about 40 to 50 bits of information a second. Like, let's just take a brief pause and understand the difference between 40 to 50 and 11 million 11 million like you don't see or hear or feel or smell or taste most of the world <laughs> like we are literally walking around with blinders on we don't know what the hef <laughs> what the f is happening so okay i digress So the quote continues, our brains sometimes take cognitive shortcuts that can lead to unconscious or implicit bias with serious consequences for how we perceive and act toward other people. This is huge. Basically, our brains essentially delete, distort, and generalize most of the information that is available. 11 million bits of information every second and we somehow delete distort and generalize it into 40 to 50 that's crazy and it doesn't do this randomly it doesn't just pick things at random for you to actually perceive it generalizes distorts and deletes based on the beliefs that you currently hold Your brain follows the rules that you have given it, mostly subconsciously. It's not really your fault, but just know your perception of life as you have experienced it is based on subconscious beliefs that have literally changed how you see the things that you experience and how you experience life. Like, I mean, just a moment of silence for that. Wow. So this can be really, really damaging to your experience if you hold beliefs that will negatively affect how you perceive the world. If you have trouble with self-worth, if you believe that you will only ever meet a certain type of person, if you only believe that you'll have certain types of relationships. Like, you will perceive life as you believe that you will. And over time, that feedback loop reaffirms those beliefs, making them stronger and stronger and harder to change. And you're not usually consciously aware of what these beliefs are, too. But you can reprogram the RAS by changing your thoughts. And the trick is, is to choose thoughts that you find believable so you just don't, like, write them off immediately. So, for example, my thought that led to my own pattern was, I will only feel better when I find someone new. 
So, you know, if I were to try to change that, a Pollyannish thought would be, I'll feel better tomorrow. Like, obviously, that's not very believable when you're using your bed sheets as a tissue. So, like, no, my brain's like, no, that's that's fake. That's BS. I call bullshit. So a better thought or a more believable thought would be this too shall pass. I'm here for the ride. Feeling pain is part of being human. I don't need to run from this. Like you're 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 not gonna die. This is this is part of the beautiful experience of being a human. So this thought is believable because it accepts where you are and yet it is a shift in a positive direction. Um, in one of our dating chats with Janice and Whitney Oppenheisen, who's been on the show, we do these um, every other week on Instagram. We did talk about um, how to change your thoughts and Whitney suggested moving from a negative thought to a neutral thought instead of just going from negative to positive. Um, so this is kind of like that as well. So if it helps you to think neutral thought as the first step, do that. So another way to reprogram your RAS is to employ visualization. So by visualizing, you're giving your brain a new filter because your brain doesn't know the difference between something that's actually happened to you and something that you've just imagined. So how cool is that? You can visualize yourself healing and notice, watch as your back straightens, like your tears lessen, your life becomes full of friends and travel. You learn about yourself. You grow and evolve as a person. You're becoming who you're meant to be. And eventually, when you have no lingering feelings for your ex, your eyes meet someone else's across the room. And by telling your brain that the intended outcome has already happened, your RAS will start letting in the information that helps confirm this new reality. So it's kind of like, over time, as you consistently employ visualization and picturing, how do you want to feel? Like, yes, I know you don't want to be in pain anymore, but see how the emphasis there is on pain. Start visualizing exactly what it would look like for you to be over this person. What would that look like? What is your day like? How how do you feel? Like be specific and really visualize it. What do you do? What do you di do differently? So yes. <laughs> so keep in mind, you know, these two tips, it's just an introduction to this work. You know, creating lasting change in your subconscious beliefs takes concerted effort consistency, and sometimes other modalities. And this is something that we can begin together in coaching. So yeah, back to the four things that can help you change relationship patterns. Number two, build awareness. In order to change relationship patterns that are no longer serving you, you must become aware of them. You cannot change something that you're not yet aware of. You may have an idea of what your unhealthy patterns are, like i.e. I always end up brokenhearted. <laughs> but, you know, 
And there may be, there may just be more to it than I always end up brokenhearted. And there may be other ways that you can improve your relationships that you're just not aware of yet, not just on the unhealthy side of your patterns. There's also opportunities that you're not quite aware of yet. So awareness comes through looking at something objectively. You cannot be aware of things that you're in denial about. For instance, Notice how easily you see what is happening in your friends' relationships and probably why they act the way they act, but you refuse to believe your friends when they tell you what is happening in yours. You know it's true. You know it's true. So, to work around your ego, which is a perfectly natural thing to do, it's not necessarily bad, but we're trying to be better here. We want to improve and we want your experience to improve. So that means sometimes you're going to have to tell your ego to take a chill pill. So try looking at your past like it's someone else's story and not yours. If this was your girlfriend um, and guys, if this was your bro, like what would you tell them if this was their story? So I suggest looking at the three most important relationships in your past and looking for patterns. So like any good story, your relationship has a beginning, a middle, and an end. I have a free worksheet on my website that will help guide you in this exploration. So if you want that, go to clairelofthouse.com and it's in my resources section. Um, You can download it for free, but it'll walk you through questions like this with just a brief tester. Here are some examples. So some beginning questions, for instance, how did you meet? Where did you meet? Who chased who? Was there a chase or were you both immediately on board or did someone have to like convince the other that this is a good thing and we should try it? So how was the relationship initiated? What was your first impression of him or her and was it accurate? What was it that initially attracted you to them? Think about, you know, the physical personality lifestyle aspects And then some middle of the relationship questions. Are you finding partners who mirror you or who fulfill what you think you lack? So what aspects of them do you recognize in yourself? What aspects do you see in them that you think you lack? What was the best part of the relationship? When were the best times? What were you doing? How long did the good times last? How did they show up? Were they there for you emotionally, physically, or were they more distant? What did they do to show you that they loved you? What do you see now as red flags that you ignored or didn't recognize initially? And then some ending questions. Why did the relationship end? Who ended it and how? Was it a slow decline or a steady decision or sudden decision? Like, did it come out of nowhere? And if you ended it, did that decision come out of nowhere? So definitely check out the worksheets. It'll guide you right through these questions. Um, And yeah, 
it's it's a really interesting exploration, as you can imagine, from what you've just listened to. So back to our four tips for changing unhealthy relationship patterns. So number three, make a plan. Planning is essential. Us humans are not known for our ability to think clearly when emotions are swirling. In order to not let all of your work being open to new ways of thinking and recognizing your unhealthy relationship patterns go to waste, planning will be essential. Essential. So, plan for circumstances where your unhealthy patterns might pop up. For instance, when your ex texts you out of the blue, when you run into an ex out in the world, when you want to check their social media, plan for it. For example, when I wanted to check my ex's social media, my plan of action was that I was never allowed to look at night, at the very least. I knew my mood went down with the sun, and looking at his social media profile would make me spiral, disrupt my sleep, and leave me feeling even worse the next day. So if I felt like I needed to look, I'd tell myself, wait until morning. Often in the morning, I didn't feel like looking anymore. However, if I did feel like looking, I would allow myself. And that was part of my incremental, um, like basically detox um, habit changing. Um, Quitting something cold turkey is often very hard. And so I plan for that with my clients who are struggling with this is we make achievable goals instead of I'll never check it again. We say we're going to go five days without looking. And when we achieve that goal, we can look. Even though it'll take you back just a little bit when you do look, the muscle that you started forming from the, that five days of not looking is still worth it. And after you look, now we have to go six days. So it's six days until you can look. And you'll get to a point where at the end of the, the allotted time, you won't even want to look anymore. And in which case, we get to just keep, keep on going. Don't look. But when I was in this situation and I was really struggling with this, my one rule, no matter what, was don't look at night. <laughs> so in the second part of my plan was to always work out afterwards because looking at a social media never made me feel good, but I would be able to bring myself out of that spiral by getting those endorphins and, you know, working out, it would kick in and lift my mood again and I'd be able to get out of that slump much more quickly than I would have had I not planned to wait until morning work out afterwards so put a procedure in place for any circumstance that might throw you off so you don't have to think you only have to follow the pre-decided steps when you're triggered so tip number four we're coming in coming in strong Around the home stretch here. So tip number four, commit to yourself. You must commit to this. 
commit right now when you're fired up and ready to change for the better. You will not always feel this inspired, but you have to commit to this work even when you're not inspired, even when you feel broken, even when you have no time, even when you're stressed and don't know how to go on. Each day you wake up, you need to recommit to this work. Every time you stumble, you have to recommit again and again and again. Stumbling is part of the process. Recommitting is necessary. Commit to yourself at the start, moment to moment, every day, week after week. Choose and commit to you. When you commit to choosing to stop people-pleasing, stop accepting crumbs from your partners, start setting the bar higher, you choose you. You're worth it. Choose you. For me, my thought that I would only feel better when I was in a new relationship was not serving me. Because the reality was, wherever I went and whoever I was with, there I was. I chose to make new thoughts about that. I rewired my thoughts in my brain so that I now wholly believe that the gap between partners is irrelevant. Irrelevant? (laughs) What did I say? I rewired my thoughts so I wholly believe that the gap between partners is irrelevant. Whether I am with someone new or whether I stay single, I will be at the stage of my healing that I am. How I feel and my relationship status are as separate as Pangea. (laughs) Good notes, Claire. Um, (laughs) That was was the thought that set me free from self-judgment and regret. You know, I could have reworked my mind to believe that entering a new relationship so fast was bad and I should never do it again. And I don't ever plan to. But that thought of demonizing entering a relationship quickly after another had ended, that thought was causing me to ruminate and regret the past because I was guilty of that sin and it was stopping me from being able to move forward and accept myself. So I found the thought that would release me from the past and give me a future. If you find yourself cringing at something you did, remember that unhealthy patterns started out as a way to protect you. Tell yourself, I did the best I could with what I knew at the time. You did the best you could. And now... You are working on doing better. So I hope that helps as a good introduction to changing, quote, unhealthy relationship patterns. Um, If you would like to check out that free worksheet on my website, just go to clairelofthouse.com. If this made you, like, want to get up and fucking go, um, then... Coaching might be for you and you should book a discovery session with me, 30 minutes, totally free, no expectations, just to make sure I'm the right coach for you, you're the right client for me, and that it'll be like so beneficial for you. And yeah, you can find that in my bio on all the socials. It's also on my website. And if you're in our Facebook group, the link is in there too. So 
come talk about coaching with me if this made you fire the F up. Um, <laughs> and with that, I will bid you adieu. I will talk to your ears very, very soon with Janice. We have amazing, amazing things coming up and leave us a review and pay it forward to someone else who needs this podcast. So you're doing great. I'm so proud of you and we'll talk soon. Thanks for listening to X-Files, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. If you like this episode, tag us on your Instagram story so we can connect with you. And you can find me, Claire, on Instagram at Claire Lofthouse. And me, Janice, on Instagram at Jens Formicella. If you'd like to join our online community, find us on Facebook at Breakups, Broken Hearts, and Moving On. And here's a preview of our next episode. Thinking that dating will be comfortable is what creates a lot of the discomfort. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, it's kind of that arguing with the reality. Well, like, if this person is meant for me, then the conversation on the dating app will just go, like, super well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there there won't be this discomfort. And because there's just this comfort, it means it's wrong, or I'm bad at dating, or blah, blah, blah. Thinking that the other person will complete you is what causes the discomfort. You know, a lot of people go out there and when they don't meet someone right away that they just feel like, you know, is going to be the end all be all. It's, you know, it makes them think, you know, like, what's the point? Or maybe that they're not good at dating.